RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And, as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Honey, I don't know if you can hear me, but I forgot to bring a drink in for myself, so if you wouldn't mind grabbing me a bangerang, give me a sour boy, I'd appreciate it. Certainly hope everyone out there is ready. You got that sexy set today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't have a ring doorbell, but I I had one when we first moved in, and I never deleted the app, and so I get notifications from it. It always throws me off. Anyways, we've got a lot to talk about today. Not the least of which is Judge Tanya Chutkin's election interference. That's right. She is a proxy for Barack Hussein Obama. Oh. And of course, she's going to do everything within her power to help derail President Trump. But let me tell you this. When those men and women on Super Tuesday go in to cast their ballot, the one thing they're going to remember is that Donald Trump was just crucified in a D.C. court the day before. It's not going to stop them. It's not going to stop him. It's not going to stop us. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Forget about Botox and microneedling because there is a much cheaper and more effective way to turn back time. And that's because one of the best ways to ensure your skin stays healthy looking and youthful as it possibly can has everything to do with your collagen production. And this is why I highly recommend taking and using collagen as an everyday regimen. You see, the brand I use has 10 tasty grams per serving of supercharged collagen to support your skin health. Plus, it's super easy to blend with any of your favorite drinks of choice, and it provides the most necessary types of collagen for skin elasticity, hydration, and youthfulness. And the best part is you can get some collagen today using my special link in the description below. You're going to also get 53% off, plus you're going to receive several free gifts with your order. Just go to my special website, healthwithredpill.com. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com, or just click the more button in the description below, and it'll open up and take you right there. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, good afternoon. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here, guys. I sincerely appreciate you joining me today. Let me just make sure that I've got the correct information on screen. And there we go. All is right in the world. Okay, so I want to begin today by having a small conversation about something called fair use. 
uh, fair use and copyright issues. It's not necessarily something I have to worry about so much now, but every now and then I find that somebody out there is using my videos in a way that I would prefer they didn't. And in this instance, I'm going to specifically talk about you, Zane Reed. Zane Reed, who produces videos on Facebook. And although this might count as fair use, man, really, do you have to? I mean, if it's a problem with, you know, having a webcam and recording yourself saying what you want to say, I am happy to help you get a webcam. That's the kind of guy that I am. But I would respectfully ask that you stop taking my videos because this is what Zane would do. This is what he does. He takes what you see in the corner, my camera feed, and then he cuts everything else off. And then he'll put it in the corner of himself, like doing a random trail cam video or I don't know, somebody else's video maybe. And then he'll overlay it with his own audio talking about this or that. Or sometimes he'll take like other people's audio and overlay it over my face. I don't know if I should be flattered or if I should just be offended because it's, I don't know, it's a very strange thing to do in my opinion. So let let me just show you this example of uh, what Zane did here. Oh, look at that. Who's that handsome devil in the corner? (laughs) So here's what I'm hoping, Zane. I'm hoping that you're going to see this video. And I don't know, maybe you'll respond to me. Quote, go Listen, whose now. voice is that? Quote, go Quote, now. go now. That is the emergency order being given to over 40,000 people right now. Forty. So the other thing about it is that he tends to do it with uh, news sites that I don't find to be particularly reputable. Like I went through his videos and there's like a whole bunch of junk from real raw news in there. And Zane... I'm sorry, hate to burst your bubble, but Real Raw News is 100% fake news. It is a satirical website. When you go and look at the fine print of the website, it says that it's fake. Like, they specifically make those stories as inflammatory as possible with no real sources, places that you can't actually track down any information. They do it for free because they make a ton of money. It's a money-making venture. Hopefully, that's not what you're doing here, but I don't see... A logical reason for you to use my face, like take the time to chop me out of my own video and then use that in your video. Look at this. You're just like walking up some stairs. It's a you know beautiful area. I mean, I love the mountains. Got to say, I mean, you know, and this is from a recent video because this shirt is not like that old. I've had it for a couple of months, maybe. So, you know, it's obvious that this is an ongoing problem. Uh, so I guess Zane... Really? I I wish you would reach out to me. I feel like uh, there are better ways. I can teach you, brother. I will teach you how to make videos better uh, and how to use what limited access to material you might have to make them as good as possible. When I started making videos, guys, I had no webcam. Uh, I had uh, a microphone that was like a USB plug-in. It was like 10 bucks, okay? It was for like talking on the phone because I I was doing, uh, I was working from home. So I had like this headset and I didn't even use a camera. Uh, I just recorded my voice and and I put it into a very simple screen capture, like, you know, with OBS and all of that was free. And so gradually over time, as I started to be able to do this for a living, I started buying uh, different things like a, a better camera, a better microphone, a better chair, a better desk. 
And uh, I think it's possible for you to do that as well, Zane. And I'm more than happy to help you with it. Um, his his name is Z- – hang on. Let me pull it up again. I'll, I'll just send you guys the link because uh, I don't have Facebook, so I can't go any deeper into this. I, I was able to look at his page and to see that there was um, – you know, there, there was like probably five or six videos that were on that page and like half of them, fully half of them were using my face, not my voice. And, and again, that's uh, I don't know whether I should be offended. Is, is there a reason you're not using my voice? Saying <laughs> It would be worse. It would be worse if he was using my voice and my my video. But I mean, he, he actually I mean, he has a phone. I mean, there was at least one video where he recorded himself on his phone in his car. But uh, I just I feel like it's it's giving me a bad name. If somebody sees my face and hears a voice talking about something that I know not to be true, I feel like that gives me a bad name. So Sterling says I need to learn how to edit videos for my silver YouTube channel. So it depends on what kind of a computer you have. If you have a Mac, it comes for free with an application called iMovie. That iMovie is how I started editing videos. And then once I started getting into, uh, you know, more and more complicated things, that's when I switched to using Final Cut Pro. Uh, If you're on a, a Windows desktop, I'm not entirely certain what I would recommend. Uh, I think that Brad told me that he started out on Sony Vegas. Now, I don't even know that Sony Vegas is still available, but I- I'm I'm certain that there's probably a decent free video editing software suite that you can get for Windows. But unfortunately, I-, I-, I only use Windows for gaming, so I don't know about any of the other software that might possibly come with it. So... I should char- I should challenge Zane to a boxing match. Is that where I'm at? Am I at that point in my career as an online entity where I start doing boxing matches? Because I feel like that's where everybody has gone at this point. Like, you know, you think about the people who have dropped off and you haven't really heard anything about them. Maybe they have they get canceled and then they have like, uh, uh, I don't know, a reawakening and they, they go get buff and start going to the gym and then they go to a boxing match and they get paid a bunch of money. I mean, heck, okay. If if Zane wants to to do a charity boxing match, maybe I can do that. Oh yeah, I know that I've heard of that one. Wondershare Film Filmora. Yes, I uh I, I I actually I have heard of that. Um, mom, are you talk you're talking about this guy Zane? He's got a few YouTube channels. That's the thing that bugs me, I guess, is that when I'm not allowed to put my face on YouTube or my voice because as soon as I do, they figure out it's me and then they cancel my channel. But somebody else is allowed to. That just doesn't seem all that fair. All right. Well, listen, we do have a a ton of news to to discuss today. And now that I've gotten that out of my system about Zane, if you guys have a Facebook and you want to go troll him, you're welcome to. I think it's kind of funny. And uh, honestly, I hope that Zane reaches out. Mm. All right. So uh, let me just real quick say thank you very much to... My good friend Just Duckies over on Pilled.net. Thank you for dropping that cookie. Uh, Filter Dog One says, "I just ordered my free Trump mug." Yeah, I'm about to be getting some Trump mugshot memorabilia directly from the boss himself. And then Filter Dog One says, "So the poser is trying to get cred for you for BS." That's the thing. I, I don't really know what he's trying to do. I mean, he's just using my face and then you know using somebody else's voice. So. I don't know. It's it's like it's I mean, I'm I'm assuming like he doesn't have a camera or something like that. Otherwise, maybe he would do it himself or maybe he's like, I don't know if you were making that video on your phone, like having to cut my video 
my 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 like picture out of my video and then insert that into another timeline that just seems like so much hassle like there's easier ways to go about it uh steve at the helm says da vinci is free and i hear the best you're absolutely right uh da vinci is something that i have uh, i've downloaded and my intention was to learn how to use it but i'm just so busy and i haven't had the time to do it but yes i've heard that um uh, you can definitely get uh, DaVinci Resolve on Windows and on Mac. Okay. All right. So getting back to business. Over the weekend, uh, this story came out uh, that made me feel that perhaps we were about to witness um, a, a disturbing trend. I'm sure you'll remember not that long ago, there was a disabled elderly man who apparently posted a spicy tweet or post on Facebook, I'm not exactly sure where, uh, about wearing a ghillie suit and Joe Biden coming to his town. Now, I will be the first to say, you should never make jokes, no matter how funny you think it is, about doing any harm to anyone in the federal government, because they pay attention to that. All right. And what they did to that elderly gentleman, despite the fact that he was like 300 pounds, fully disabled, uh, you know, it was the middle of the night. So, I mean, he probably didn't have his glasses on. He certainly didn't have a gun in his hand. They came in and they executed him in his bed. Well, unfortunately, something similar has just happened. And the FBI is not giving any answers to the family of the young man that they just executed in his home. Now, he was a disabled veteran. He lived with his mother, uh, and she was essentially helping him get his life back on track. His name is Theodore Deschler, and in another pre-dawn raid, exactly like the way they murdered this elderly gentleman uh, a few weeks ago, uh, they came in, they killed this young man, and they told his mother, you don't have the right to know why we're here. Is that normal? I mean, when the FBI or the police show up at your home, don't they have to hand you a warrant? Don't they have to prove to you that they have the, the, the credibility and the responsibility to be there? I mean, the Constitution of the United States of America, uh, with our, our, our right to unlawful search and seizure, it's still in effect as far as I'm aware. And so for the FBI to show up, to bust open the door on this home in Tennessee— grab the mother, pull her out, put her in the back of a police cruiser, and then summarily execute her son. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. Now, the other thing that's really kind of disturbing about this is that it's really not getting much play. Uh, initially, this happened on August 16th, early in the morning on August 16th. Uh, the, uh, the FBI agents came in. Uh, they shot this young man. They told his mother that she didn't have the right to ask why they were even there. Uh, it looks like uh, they were breaking out windows. They put smoke bombs and flashbang grenades into the house. Uh, and then when he got up because there was tear gas in the house, that's when they shot him. Looks like he tried to leave, tried to get out of the house. He probably was freaking out. I mean, can you imagine? First of all, this, this gentleman, he, he, he was a, a veteran. He fought for this country. His mother said he came home with PTSD. He, he was profoundly affected by what happened to him. And I would have to imagine that with the FBI tossing these stun grenades and tear gas grenades inside of his home, like your palace, this is where you're supposed to be safe. This would have made him immediately transport back to the worst parts of active combat. Now, it was reported on one story, a local news channel, WBBJ, on the day that it happened. 
And it only happened because a local viewer tipped off the news channel about the shooting. There has been no other local coverage about it. There's been no nationwide coverage. I read about it here in the Gateway Pundit over the weekend, and it was only reported on a second time by WBBJ. And again, there's essentially nothing else to talk about because the FBI refuses to answer both the media and the mother of why they killed her son, Mr. Deschler. Uh, His brother, Russell Deschler, spoke with reporters and said, there's three up front and two on the sides they broke out. They were shooting flash and smoke grenades. Again, those are the windows. So they were surrounding the house. They waited for this man to stumble confused out of his bedroom, and then they shot him. The FBI told Deschler's mother, who was at home at the time, it's none of your business when they asked them why they were at the home. And according to his mother, uh, she did not want to appear on camera, so she hasn't been doing any direct interviews. She was asleep at the residence at the time. Uh, The FBI came. They beat on the door. She answered the door, and they yanked her out of the home put her in the back of the police cruiser, and when they asked her why, when she asked them why they were there, they said it's none of your business. She was told the entire incident was probably over within 15 minutes of the time uh, that agents arrived. Her son was shot dead within 15 minutes of those FBI agents stepping foot onto their property. She said it was a senseless act. You know, Teddy was a 100% disabled veteran. He had problems. He had severe PTSD. He had depression. But he was getting help for it, and this was senseless. He didn't have a weapon on him. He was just trying to get out of the house because it was filled with tear gas. The family believes that Teddy was unarmed. They believe from the location of where the FBI agent took the shot through the garage window, you couldn't see into the kitchen. The garage is full of old furniture and old fridge. Plus, there's a door in the garage that Ted was standing behind. So the Chester County Independent now is the only other mainstream outlet that has covered the FBI shooting, but there's been no details for 10 days. Uh, There was a neighbor who ended up speaking to the Gateway Pundit, but it turns out that he is a witness for the FBI and he can't speak about what happened. So no knowledge uh, of, of what this man was even accused of. Uh, There's, there's no answers coming from the FBI, but it makes me sick because the people who volunteer to keep us safe here at home are oftentimes the ones that are are treated with the greatest possible levels of disrespect. They are completely abandoned by the government that used them up and spit them out, taught them to kill, and then told them to go home and just forget about all of it. It's disgusting. It's terrible. My heart goes out to this woman and her family. Lonely German says, it's if the Constitution has been suspended for devolution, what parts have been suspended? Well, that's the thing. And and I'm not certain that the Constitution has been suspended for devolution. Uh, From what I understand, devolution is a um, uh, 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 it is a distribution of power uh, from the normal tiers of power that we have in the government. So, you know, from the executive branch to other branches in the military. But does I, I, I'm not up to date on it enough to tell you that the Constitution has been suspended. Uh, I don't know that it has been. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, and I think as far as the people are concerned, it, it's still in effect. Uh, because if the Constitution has been suspended, then we have no rights. Uh, there, there's nothing to even talk about. Uh, and uh, and I think that puts us at a significant disadvantage. Now, I will say this. The federal government is acting as if we have no rights. 
They're certainly acting as if uh, we have no recourse when it comes to all of this stuff. Uh, and they're trying to destroy us at, at the end of the day. Now, here's something interesting. I've heard a lot about this from the last week. Many people sending me this. The uh, the FEMA's emergency alert system is going to sound on October 4th. Every cell phone, every TV, every radio, every electronic communications device that can carry the emergency management alert is going to receive it. It's going to happen between 2.20 and 2.30 Eastern time. Now, I... Uh, Fredo says, how many more people have the FBI executed that we haven't heard about? Sounds like they wanted to sweep this one under the rug. No, that's an excellent point. If it wasn't if it wasn't for these two news agencies that covered it at the behest of a neighbor who witnessed what happened, then yeah, we probably never would have learned anything about it. And I, I quite honestly think that you're onto something there, Fredo. I think the FBI has more than likely murdered many, many people, and we just have no news because maybe they were loners. Maybe they didn't have any family. You know, I, I mean, the FBI clearly has the, the means, the motive, and the opportunity to come on into your home without any explanation, uh, summarily uh, execute you in the doorway of your garage, and then just go home and have a coffee. Okay. You know, I also need to say thank you very much uh, to several awesome patriots who sent me stuff for my birthday already. Fred Awakening, you being one. Let me go ahead and put that over here. He sent me these Trump 2024 dollars. These are great. They, they look like 20s, but they say Trump 2024 on them. I love them. They're great. He also sent me a couple of goldbacks, uh, one from Wyoming, and then I want to say the other one's from New Hampshire. Yeah, these are those goldback dollars, which are each one one thousandth of an ounce of gold. I want to say they're both like or like uh, in terms of their gold value, they're they're worth around five bucks a piece, something like that. But very very cool stuff. Uh, Fredo had sent me some in the past uh, before, and so oh, let me make this bigger so you guys can see this. Sorry about that. Um, also, I got this uh, this card right here. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, this one is uh, is is this? No, this is the card from Fredo. Happy I would never say in your case that you're fired, so I'll just say you're hired. <laughs> Did you hear that? I was talking a little bit at the beginning. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I would never say in your case that you're fired, so I'll just say you're hired. I love it. I love it. It's a great, great card. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, also, this one is from Salty Zero. This is a, a pretty fancy birthday called card, Salty. It's uh, It's like got cork letters on the front. But he says, happy 45th birthday. I'm joining the 45 Club next February. Glad to have you. Uh, And he sent me a a gift certificate for a retro rifle shirt. So the next retro rifle shirt that I buy will be coming from our good friend there, Salty Zero. Thank you very much, Salty. Hopefully you're out there in the audience. I also saw that Big Mamu said that today is her husband's birthday. So happy birthday to your husband, Big Mamu. Uh, I also got an invitation to a wedding. I don't know if I can publicly say whose wedding it is yet, so I will refrain from doing so. Um, but you may have also heard me last week say that I did get that book, uh, the James Trafficking book. 
that I had to pay a, a, a pretty penny for, but was able to because of the generosity of you out there in the audience. Um, that is going to be uh, something that John and I go over tonight. So tune in at 1030 for Baseless Conspiracies. I also got a couple of other uh, less expensive books, beginning with Target Trafficking. Look at that. That's Michael Chertoff. Michael Chertoff, who ended up uh, being, uh, wasn't he, worked in the the Department of Homeland Security under George W. Bush. He also was a major owner in the microwave backscatter scanning machines, which were forced into all airports, the same ones that allegedly give people all kinds of cancer. Well, Michael Chertoff, while running a federal agency, just happened to make uh, many, many tens of millions of dollars off of that deal. And then I also got this copy, Beam Me Up. This is another book, The Writings of James Traffican. And uh, these are articles that he wrote for uh, the American Free Press uh, while he was alive shortly after he was released from prison. He went from prison to writing for American Free Press, and then he died uh, within a couple of years. So uh, there are a lot of people who will tell you that James Traffigan was murdered. Um, I am going to be doing a show entirely devoted to him at some time in the near future. I'm trying to get some friends of his, people who knew him rather and rather well, to come on the show, and and we'll talk about it. Okay, and uh, I, if anybody out there, if anybody else has sent anything, I did get a notification today for a package at UPS, but I won't be able to get it until tomorrow at the earliest. So, all right, getting back to it. According to FEMA, when you receive this notice, it should say, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is required. So I'll be very interested to see if the message comes through in exactly that respect. Of course, I've already seen people saying that it's going to say something else. Uh, I think that it would be, you know, awesome if it did, but I'm just I'm, I'm not counting on anything changing in America in any significant way until 2024 when President Trump comes back. Um, because like I said in the introduction, no matter what they attempt to do to this man, he just gets more and more popular. Now, uh, if I could give you any advice at all, it would be don't drink the poop. That may seem like um, <laughs> like an obvious piece of advice, but the CDC is now claiming that brand new COVID variants have been found in U.S. wastewater. This is not a new story. I've heard this before. I feel like for the past six months to a year, they've been trying to kind of fan the flames of, uh, of fear and angst here in America by telling people that your wastewater, your poop water is likely to contain brand new COVID variants. I think that specifically they had um, suggested that they were testing human feces and were finding live COVID viruses in it. Now, I'm not a virologist. I don't know if it's normal for live viruses to be in your poop, but if you're infected with something, uh, I would think that it would come out in your waste. But I feel like this is such an easy thing uh, to avoid. Uh, first of all, uh, by any if by any chance you happen to have any uh, oneness drops, water purification kits containing chlorine dioxide, you wouldn't have to worry about that at all because this would make that water totally safe to drink. You'd never have to worry about the pathogens or the nasty buggers that might be in there. This might be a good idea, something to have on hand so that you don't end up getting those brand new COVID variants. <laughs> but you can use code RP78 
at onenessdrops.com to save 15% off any of your purchases. Uh, If you have any questions about this, you can feel free to email me, but it tells you a lot on the website. It's very simple. You just click Add to Cart, and then once you're in the cart, you can go ahead and add that coupon, which is just RP78. Hit Apply Coupon. And boom, you get 15% off your order. That order is uh, always, excuse me, that uh, that 15% off is good every single time you want to go back in there and order. So definitely check out onenessdrops.com. Uh, chlorine dioxide, water purification kits, great to have around the house. And then while we're here, might as well just uh, do another plug for my friends at My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithredpill78.com. You can get $200 off a three-month supply of emergency food. This is definitely something you want to have on. Lisa and I and the rest of Florida are scheduled to get hit with a hurricane in the next 24 to 48 hours. Luckily, because of my good friend uh, 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 Kaz, uh, we have a battery backup system here. And so my entire computer system and the fiber optic internet are going to be running through that battery backup, which will then be connected to the generator. So it will provide smooth, reliable power and uh, we won't have to worry. I will still be able to stream and I will be coming to you direct from our hurricane command center that we've set up here in the house. It's a different area of the house with another computer. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but just keep us in your prayers. Definitely keep the whole state in your prayers. But Anyways, uh, having emergency food on hand uh, may come in very, very handy. We generally have food delivered through a meal plan because it's uh, more cost effective. We don't have to ever waste anything. uh, And I can also count calories that way. Um, But this way, uh, just in case that food doesn't come because we are going to be in the midst of a hurricane, uh, I have uh, about uh, six months to a year of emergency food stacked up inside my attic. And then finally, our good friend Mike Lindell at mypillow.com. When you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off every single product, whether it's the My Giza Dream Sheets, the My Pillow 2.0, the My Slippers, the My Robes, the My Bath Towels and Beach Towels, anything you see there at mypillow.com. And you can use code RP78 once again to save bigly. So thank you very much to all of them. Um, now, Uh, When it comes to this new COVID variant that's being found in water, uh, it's interesting. Uh, It's notable simply because it comes with the same conversation they've been trying to reignite here in America in recent times. Oh, we've got brand new strains of COVID coming. We need more money for vaccines. We need more money for masks. We need more money for social distancing. But at the end of the day, I think that the majority of people here that are watching this program understand that none of these things will do anything to stop you from getting sick. Sure, you want to limit your exposure if you're going to be going into large crowds. You don't want to get coughed in your face. Nobody would want that. It doesn't matter what kind of sickness it is. You don't want somebody blowing snot on you. If you're out there touching a bunch of stuff, you want to wash your hands. Big deal. You'll live get over it. Uh, But thank God the uh, Surgeon General of my great state of Florida is standing up for the people of this country, urging them not to follow these new mask mandate guidelines. And I urge you to do the exact same thing. Um, I think that if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that we cannot submit to every ridiculous whim these people have for us. If I may, just address something that happened on Saturday night. My guest, uh, Amanda Mackey, and I were having a conversation 
about the tragedy of the Lahaina fires and uh, about the mindset of people who chose to stay in line at that police barricade when the police told them that they should just stay there and everything was going to be fine, despite the fact that the fire was coming up. Somebody in the chat said that I called those people stupid. Um, I, I was very offended by that because in no way did I intimate or suggest that the people who died in Lahaina were stupid. The only thing that I questioned was the state of mind that people perhaps were conditioned to be in as a result of the pandemic. People were told to stay home. They stayed home. People were told to wear masks. They wore masks. People were told to stand six feet apart. They stood six feet apart. There is a, a segment of the American population who were conditioned by those ridiculous restrictions that were put on us in a way that made them prepared to follow instructions again in the future. And the people who chose to stay in those cars, they were murdered, all right? But how many of them died thinking, it's going to be okay? The authorities told me I would be safe here, despite the fire coming at their backs. I mean, it's inevitable. It must have happened because those police told them to do what they did, and people trusted them. This is the same thing we've learned since the pandemic on into this timeline right here, that the authorities, uh, the institutions that are supposed to have our back, that have traditionally given us good advice, uh, are not going to do that anymore. If they're going to tell us anything, it's going to be that we should comply. And I urge you not to comply. And I was so angry when that person said that. I'd never seen that guy before in my life. But for him to say that I would suggest that about people who tragically lost their lives, the, the people that we need to blame, this is not the people who died, okay? And this is the same thing that I say about the people who felt they had to take the vaccine. It is tragic. They were told it was safe and effective, they were told that if they didn't take it, they'd lose their jobs. They were told that if they didn't take it, their grandparents would die. There were sophisticated advertising campaigns that were done nonstop. They were designed specifically to shame people into feeling that if they didn't get vaccinated, they were somehow unpatriotic. They were somehow going to be responsible for the deaths of their neighbors. That's a powerful message, and it works. Okay, Brainwashing works. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a term for it. It's a sad, sad thing, but you must not comply. I think that probably the majority of Americans have come to realize that, but there will always be some people who feel more comfortable following the whims of authority. That's not me, and I sincerely hope that's not you. All right, so we also got some interesting news late last night about one of the prosecutors working with David Weiss. Uh, and actually, it is a David Weiss himself. Apparently, he was very well acquainted with the Biden crime family and may have something to do with why he was chosen to be the prosecutor overseeing Hunter Biden's various criminal charges. So, uh, David Weiss emailed Joe Biden's secret email account I'm sorry, a prosecutor working for David Weiss named Alexander Mackler 
emailed the secret email account that Joe Biden had. I think it was the Robert L. Peters uh, or no, sorry, it was the Robin Ware email. Uh, And uh, he emailed him gushing about his love for the Biden crime family. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. He includes Hunter Biden, Ashley Biden, Jill Tracy, Owens, Valerie Biden, Missy Owens, Casey Owens, Coffee, Coffee? Owens and RobinWare456 at gmail.com. To Hunter, Haley, Ashley, and the entire inimitable, expansive Biden clan. Those are some very, very flowery words for the opening there. It feels odd saying this to the family that suffered the loss, but these last few weeks have been a struggle. It's about Bo. The gap that Bo left in daily life presents at unpredictable times, presents at unpredictable times. There was never more apparent than on Father's Day. Because we talked so often about fatherhood and because he's the only man I ever met to whom I can pay my highest possible compliment that his kindness, dignity, and beautiful soul reminded me of my own dad. There is no way even a month later To add to all the eulogies, articles, letters, and tributes, no more eloquence than Ashley and Hunter displayed. Selfishly, though, I needed to do something. So I sat down on Father's Day and periodically thereafter to do the only thing that's ever brought comfort, writing. If you'll indulge the ramblings and the length as part of one mourner's grieving process. So... This man must have worked with Bo Biden when he was the attorney general of Delaware. I think that it's no mistake that he ended up working under David Weiss at the time that the Biden crime family and Hunter specifically were being investigated by that Delaware prosecutor. Uh, Now, this letter here uh, shows a tremendous conflict of interest. Alexander Mackler uh, having a personal relationship with Bo, Bo Biden and therefore having a personal relationship with the Biden crime family should have meant that he would not work on this case to oversee the prosecution of Hunter Biden. But again, this is the world we live in now. The Constitution doesn't mean much, and the authorities believe that they have dominion over everything they can see. That means you and that means me. They don't care about the Bill of Rights. They don't care about law and order. They don't care about doing things the right way. They care about themselves. They care about their friends. They care about their political cronies and whoever happens to be in charge at the moment. So uh, this prosecutor, Alexander Mackler, uh, he may in the future no longer be working on this case. It's certainly Hope so. I uh, certainly hope that people will bring this to the attention of the uh, proper authorities. I think we've shown uh, in recent times that if we make enough noise, uh, we can certainly get things done. Okay, continuing on, we must discuss the scheduling of President Trump's upcoming trial in Washington, D.C. So earlier today, there was a very important hearing, status conference, on the upcoming trial that Donald Trump uh, plans uh, to be fighting in the corrupt jurisdiction of Washington, D.C. with an Obama-era appointed judge 
Tanya Chutkin. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she was a Caribbean immigrant. Uh, she's, uh, you know, somewhat of uh, an example of the American dream, if you will. Uh, but she has asked for a January 2nd, 2024 trial. Now, January 2nd, 2024 is uh, fairly consequential uh, because it comes just one day before January 3rd, which, of course, uh, is uh, is going to be the, uh, the 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 Super Tuesday, basically. I'm sorry. One day before the primary elections on Super Tuesday, three weeks before the New York trial. And uh, of course, President Trump's lawyers at this conference, they said, hey, this is not enough time. You know, of course, there is this thing about having a speedy trial. But his lawyers said, we have volumes of evidence that the government is throwing at us. Uh, We have so many witnesses we need to depose that we need to question people in order for the lawyers representing President Trump, they need to have more time in order to mount a sufficient defense. Well, Tanya Chutkin believes that uh, this is absolutely not going to be the case. Uh, so the uh, the status hearing is going to be in January. The trial date has been set for March 4th. I guess it's March 5th where the Super Tuesday election is going to be held. These are the primary elections that are held all over the country. It's the greatest number of primary races happening all at once. So uh, and don't forget, we have uh, uh, four additional counts in the January 6th case. Uh, and in about six months from now, we can expect to see President Trump's New York City trial begin on the supposed hush money charges uh, that were brought about as a result of uh, Stormy Daniels. Now, President Trump recently suggested that uh, in these cases, he's essentially already been exonerated. In terms of January 6th, uh, the issue of what happened on January 6th was you know, more or less adjudicated by the January 6th committee. Even though it was corrupt, they couldn't find any charges to bring against Donald Trump. It seems to me to be an act of desperation for the trial in D.C. to even begin. Uh, This is, in my opinion, not going to go anywhere. Anywhere of note. Um, But this is, of course, a Washington, D.C. jury. And uh, there is a distinct possibility that President Trump may spend time in prison leading up to the election in 2024. If that happens, my friends, he is simply going to be even more popular than he is today. Here is a a brilliant clip taken from an MSNBC report uh, that was recorded outside of the, uh, uh, the, the courthouse earlier this morning. And uh, we have some brave American patriots who photobombed uh, the journalist working there. Now, obviously, the words of the journalist are not as important, but uh, the gentleman standing in the background, that's the important thing. Hearing in D.C. concerning the special counsel case on election interference. Let's get right to Ken Delane and with the latest. Ken. Jose, in a stark repudiation uh, of Donald Trump's attorneys, Love Judge Tanya Chutkin has set a trial date for March 4th of next year in this case. That's the date jury selection would begin. That's just two months later than what the prosecution had asked for. Uh, but it's in a world away from the April 2020. So MSNBC earlier today broadcast this striking image. A man of color holding uh, an American flag, 
looks like on a, a branch that he whittled himself, and uh, another man standing directly next to him, free J6 political prisoners now. Two men, two different races, one common cause, the freedom of political prisoners and saving the American dream. Here we are, and here they are. Look at that. Look, <laughs> And uh, he went and stood directly behind him. I don't know why he stood directly behind him, but maybe they were trying to tell him to get out of there. Uh, I'm surprised that they allowed it to continue on uh, for as long as they did. Uh, because normally uh, when people photobomb the news in that way, they're going to go out there and try to remove them. Okay. Um, so uh, we've also just learned that President Trump and the co-defendants in the Georgia RICO trial will be arraigned on September 6th. Uh, so that means that uh, shortly after that, they'll be choosing a trial for that case as well. Uh, now, this entire saga is all about uh, overwhelming Donald Trump, because if they're going to have him in four different jurisdictions being tried at four different times, it will be impossible for him or his legal team to be in any one place at any one time. It's unheard of. It's never happened at all. So uh, somebody, Chrono Viewer, said something about dogpiling. That's exactly what this is. Uh, it will be overwhelming mentally. It will be impossible physically. Uh, it'll certainly be overwhelming financially. Uh, and that's exactly what they're hoping. They hope that they are going to drain Donald Trump and any of these men and women who stood at his side and worked to try to determine exactly what happened in the 2020 election. I mean, we're all pretty certain we know what happened. Uh, but there is a, a legal precedence that needs to be met in order for an election to be challenged. And that's what these people were doing. They, they were not engaging in any of the crimes that they are accused of. Uh, and I, I, I've heard that in the, the classified documents case at Mar-a-Lago, apparently the federal government has uh, been able to get some individuals to, quote, flip on President Trump. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what they're going to say. Uh, but it's a sad day if people are willing to turn against President Trump when they know deep in their hearts that he's done nothing. They know they've done nothing. And yet still, uh, they're going to push for it. So we have this arraignment, which will be held uh, in uh, in Fulton County on September 8th, no, September 6th. Uh, what can we expect when they get there? Well, uh, I think that uh, uh, all bets are, are, are on for this one. I, I mean, they are clearly looking to damage him in any way that he can. But the, the sad fact of the matter for them is that they will never be able to damage him. Uh, all of their efforts are only working to make President Trump more popular and only working to strengthen his position. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we had this... Uh, Sunday afternoon, President Trump car parade take uh, over Nash, excuse me, take over New Hampshire and their coast. Let's go ahead and take a look at this clip. Yeah. 
you get the idea. How many uh, Biden car parades have you seen? I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen a single one. And President Trump has also shattered fundraising records after his recent mugshot released from Fulton County. Uh, When I checked this earlier today, it was something like $7.1 million. Uh, On Friday alone, he raised over $4 million. That is the single highest 24-hour total on his campaign to date. Uh, I would not be surprised if President Trump has raised more money from, certainly from the grassroots, uh, than any other candidate in political history. Uh, $7.1 million as of early today. Uh, The campaign's fundraising uh, has been supercharged by President Trump's persecution in Georgia and in other places. And, of course, uh, the sale of merchandise with President Trump's mugshot, uh, whether it's a T-shirt, a hoodie, uh, a sticker for your car, um, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I would highly suggest that every single one of us continue to support President Trump in this endeavor. I've got my stuff coming. I will show it off here on screen when I get it. Uh, And I think that we need to starve out every other political campaign. Nobody else in America deserves our money right now as of this moment. Um, Surter says, Zach, Biden can't have those parades because his car is guarding those illegal documents. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Mm. Now, (laughs) Mike Pence, I don't know if he was watching the same Republican debate that I saw the other night. And I wouldn't blame you if you guys didn't even see the debate. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw a couple of select clips. I didn't need to see the whole thing because I knew what was going to happen. It was going to be a bunch of ineffectual wannabes hanging out on stage, auditioning to be vice president for President Trump. And of course, there would be a couple of people there who bitterly opposed a President Trump 2.0 because they were bought and paid for by the deep state big money apparatus. Uh, people like Chris Christie, for example. Uh, now, Mike Pence is one of those people who, you know, some people really like. You know, like John, that's one of his big things, that Mike Pence is a patriot. Uh, I think it's totally possible for Mike Pence to have been placed into Donald Trump's campaign uh, to keep tabs on him and perhaps to— um, thwart him at times uh, and uh, and for President Trump to have accepted that because that seems like a logical thing that the corrupt Republican establishment would do. They would say, you take this person that we know we can control so that they can be in close proximity to you to hold you in check should you get too out of line. I can see Mike Pence doing that. Now, Mike Pence also made a comment, if I'm not mistaken, very recently, where he said that in the next election, uh, Kamala Harris is not going to be able to choose who the next president is going to be. And when it comes down to that particular interpretation of Mike Pence's actions on January 6th, uh, that is something that is difficult for me to ignore. Um, President Trump said at the time, and Mike Pence has intimated since, Uh, that likely he did actually have that power, but that he just didn't want to use it. Uh, And so that's why after the election, after the certification of the vote, uh, they went and made sure that the vice president would never be able to do that again in the future. 
Now, why would they have needed to take that power away from the vice president if it didn't already exist? It's just a little suspect. Um, if you guys wouldn't mind, please, we've got uh, 2,700 people here on Rumble and 262 likes. If you haven't hit that like button yet, please do so. But Mike Pence was on Face the Nation over the weekend, and he said that after this most recent Republican debate, he says that he's confident that the Republican nominee is not going to be Donald Trump. I don't know where he got that. I mean, certainly it's not going to be him. And I don't think it's going to be anybody on that stage. But let's listen to what Pence had to say. I remain confident, more confident after Wednesday night that the Republican nominee will not be the former president, that we're going to give the American people a standard bearer uh, for the GOP that's going to be able to lead us to victory against Joe Biden uh, and, and the radical left. I remain now, let me be clear. I think that at this point, you could have a beanie baby running against President Biden, and that beanie baby would win an election against this ineffectual nothing. Um, recently, actually, hang on just a second. I had uh, I had some science on this. Here we go. Three fourths of the American public, seventy five percent of Americans believe that Joe Biden is too old to hold this high of an office. And when you look at just Democrats, it's like 69%. It's actually 77 overall believe that Biden is too old to hold this office. Now, 70% of Democrats, that is a staggering number. And it goes to show you that Joe Biden really has no business being in office. Now, the only way they can keep him in office is if they steal that election for him. But I think that it will be very difficult for them to steal the election from him if he ends up losing in the primary. And right now, uh, RFK Jr. is surging to 31% in New Hampshire. Joe Biden in 2020 finished fifth in the state of New Hampshire in the Democratic presidential primary. He was behind Bernie Sanders. He was behind Pete Buttigieg. He was behind Amy Klobuchar. He was behind Elizabeth Warren. And it was a miracle that Joe Biden survived South Carolina. Well, maybe it was just plain old cheating. But we all know what happened after that. Once they made him the nominee, he stayed in his basement so that people didn't get too good of a look at him, uh, didn't really understand uh, just how bad of a president he would be, unless you were, of course, watching shows like this. And then 81 million votes later from a bunch of dead people, from a bunch of illegals, and from a bunch of people who didn't even exist, they handed Joe Biden the presidency. But ever since he took office, the country has been steadily declining with every single day. It is uh, measurable. It is precipitous. It continues as we speak right now. At the time this show ends tonight, America will be worse off than it was when it began. And that is all directly related to the influence of Joseph Robinette Biden and the Democrat and rhino establishment currently at the helm of the United States of America. Now, RFK Jr., he's talking about anti-corruption. He's talking about exposing the CIA. Uh, he's talking about finishing the wall. I mean, these are the things that President Trump was talking about. So I think that what we've seen in 2016 was a surge in conservatives and traditional Americans who saw Donald Trump, heard his message, and they aligned with him. And we made sure that he won. 
Okay, the same thing happened in 2020, but there was a small segment of the American people who didn't support President Trump, and maybe they didn't support Joe Biden, but they just couldn't get behind Donald Trump. Well, now I think that the majority of those people will be voting for Donald Trump, and an even smaller segment of those who refuse to support Joe Biden are going to be voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. But what's important to me is that their messaging is so closely aligned. You know, they've both said that they wouldn't work in each other's administrations, but uh, would it really honestly be that bad if RFK Jr. held a cabinet-level position in President Trump's administration? I I don't think so. Uh, Fredo says, I think John will ever get off the Pence good guy train or think it's a hill to you know, on for him. Judas isn't making his case any better lately. No, he's not. Um, no, I I, th- I don't think so. I honestly believe that John will, will die on that hill. I think it'll be very difficult to prove one way or the other because Mike Pence can act away publicly and then believe something privately. I think that this, th- this type of argument is really more of a philosophical one. I, I don't know that any of us will ever get the firm answers that we're looking for. I understand John's position, but I just I just don't find it to be 100% believable for me personally. Uh, but I love John. He's a good friend. So, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about him, and please don't anybody take it in that way. But here's a really interesting comment that came from President Trump. Uh, he alleges that Ron DeSantis is uh, going to be dropping out of the presidential race. I mean, after that uh, hilarious own from the Republican debate where he eerily looked into the camera and smiled with a kind of sad desperation, uh, I would probably want to drop out of the race too. Um, and he says, President Trump says that he is rumored to be uh, dropping out to run against Rick Scott for his seat in the Florida Senate. So rumors are strong in political circles that Ron DeSanctimonious, whose presidential run is in shambles and whose poll numbers have absolutely crashed, putting him third and fourth in some states, will be dropping out of the presidential race in order to run in Florida against Rick Scott for Senate. Now, that's an interesting one, isn't it? President Trump said this on Truth Social. Now, of course, a lot of people are, are talking about it. This is quite a claim. I, I don't know where President Trump heard this. That it could easily be something that he's saying just to get a rise out of people. I mean, you know, you, you guys know President Trump. We like to troll. We like to go the night before one of their primaries. We just we do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. Yes, we do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. Uh, but the one thing we can say for certain is that Ron DeSantis's presidential run is essentially over. Now, he's still got another couple of years as governor of Florida. I don't understand why he—I don't know. I don't understand why he would run against Rick Scott, okay, who's like a—he's a—I may not care for Rick Scott all that much, but he's a Republican, and he's definitely, like, got the support of the people, okay? For Ron DeSantis to challenge him in a primary, it, it would— pit two strong Republican candidates against each other. And uh, I have to ask, you know, why, Ron DeSantis, why don't you want to be governor for the rest of your second term? I mean, we elected you to run the state of Florida. So uh, according to Newsweek, uh, DeSantis's campaign has responded to President Trump's claims. uh, And and although he has not (laughs) given a response 
specifically, uh, they have said um, that uh, clearly Donald Trump and his army of consultants are panicked about Ron DeSantis in his winning debate performance and the strong momentum that has followed. Again, was Ron DeSantis watching the same debate that, that we saw? Because uh, that seems to me to be a parallel universe right there. Uh, he did not perform strongly. The only person that I thought performed strongly was Vivek Ramaswamy. And I don't necessarily trust Vivek Ramaswamy either. Uh, even if he was to be a cabinet level position in President Trump's administration. Um I, I just I, – I don't think we know enough about him. And it came out over the weekend that he's not a registered Republican or maybe he didn't vote Republican. I don't even know. I, I, I didn't bother to look into it too deeply. Maybe the governor's mansion is haunted. <laughs> that could be. Uh, that very likely could be. Mm. Okay. Okay, um, so it also it, it was announced that uh, Brad Raffensperger uh, has been ordered to testify against Mark Meadows in this Georgia case. Now, this is definitely going to be an interesting one because, as we know, uh, Raffensperger's aide leaked to the Washington Post an edited, fictitious version of that telephone call between President Trump, Mark Meadows, Brad Raffensperger, and, of course, uh, Jordan Fuchs, uh, the girl who lied to the Washington Post. No. Now, we wouldn't even know that she had lied about this if it wasn't for the fact that the original call, which she attempted to delete, was simply sitting in her trash on her computer. Like, what a moron, Okay. I don't know. Maybe she was intentionally being sloppy, being stupid. Um, but this uh, late 2020 call between President Trump and all these aforementioned people, uh, there there was nothing wrong with it. Um, at the time, I mean, there was plenty of evidence to suggest that a full-scale audit of that election uh, should have taken place. Uh, and by leaking this phone call to the Washington Post, it made it appear as if President Trump and his people had done something illegal or untoward. Uh, and then, of course, the Washington Post uh, wrote this anonymous hit piece surrounding it. But there was a fraudulent quote from President Trump. The paper wrote it. The paper printed it. And it came out on January 9th. It was designed to have the same type of dogpiling cumulative effect that all of these cases are meant to have here at uh, at this time in history. Now, uh, the, the story at the time was widely reported. I remember people sending me messages, oh, President Trump did it now. He got caught, blah, blah, blah. But secondhand witness testimony, never something that uh, that you can trust. And certainly, uh, if this was presented in a court of law, it would be considered hearsay. Now, good thing we have that actual conversation. Uh, we also uh, have comments from other people who were involved in this call uh, who suggested that uh, the information in the WAPO story was totally fictitious. Um, and President Trump has shown time and time again that he is a, a, a gentleman and a scholar, okay? His demeanor, his uh, personality – He's always in a good mood. He's always happy-go-lucky. You know, there have been times over the last couple of years where I felt maybe he was looking tired. 
maybe he was looking uh, exhausted. But, you know, I, I think that anytime you're out there fighting for the thing that that you believe in, that you love the most, it's invigorating and it, it gives you that second wind that you need. Uh, so this investigation into President Trump and Mark Meadows and all the others, I think that we'll be able to uh, to show in court the fictitious story that was printed in The Washington Post uh, and then play for the jury the actual call. They can pick that apart right there and they can show that no matter what Brad Raffensperger says, the call speaks for itself. Uh, with Mark Meadows, uh, I, I just don't see how he can be convicted of any of the crimes that he's been uh, indicted on. I don't think any of these people can either. Uh, let me just real quick say thank you to uh, Paul Thaddeus. Thank you for the cookie. LKW Cross says, here's a can because you missed one of your cookie days. Another great show. Thank you very much. Uh, Filter Dog One, thanks for that can. And another pair of shades who says, this is going to be this is getting to be a habit for the FBI. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Filter Dog One dropped a birthday cookie. Thank you. Uh, Filter Dog dropped another can, said cheers, and a cookie, and another cookie, and another cookie, and another cookie. Says DeSantis has ruined his future chance. Yeah, I just, I feel like he has soured himself in the minds of voters. If he drops out of the presidential race and runs against Rick Scott, I mean, there's really no reason. I think the people of Florida are going to be too angry with him. Uh, Space Coast Patriot says, have you heard DeSantis say anything about the Jacksonville shooting? I have, actually. Um, DeSantis uh, spoke in Jacksonville, and I believe he got booed by the crowd. Uh, I'm not exactly certain what that's about, and I think, yes, actually, it, what a good time to bring this up. The crowd boos DeSantis in the aftermath of the Jacksonville shooting. Let's see. Uh, a crowd booed Governor Ron DeSantis. Let me make this a little easier to read. Uh, while they were mourning the victims of Saturday's racially motivated shooting. Now, here's the thing. This individual who apparently chose his victims based upon the color of their skin is supposed to have left behind a manifesto, a racist rambling manifesto. Now, I remember a manifesto from just a couple of months ago from the trans shooter in Nashville, but we weren't allowed to see that one, remember? And we said at the time that if this was a racist white supremacist, that manifesto was going to come out quicker than you could say lickety split. And already they're out there talking about it. So the boos for DeSantis were coming in as he attempted to address a crowd of approximately 200 people who had gathered at Sunday's vigil to mourn the three victims of this fatal shooting. Uh, Ryan Palmeter is the shooter. This happened at a Dollar General. And uh, yes, Palmeter left behind white supremist ramblings that authorities equate to the diary of a madman. I'd like to see them personally. I'd like to actually see what he had to say. Jacoby Pittman is a Jacksonville City Councilwoman representing the area where the shooting occurred. Uh, she intervened on DeSantis's behalf, asking the crowd to listen to what the, par the governor had to say. Now, obviously, Jacksonville is run by a Democrat mayor right now. Uh, it's the most dangerous city in Florida, if you want to get right down to it. Uh, and so I would have to believe that the booing was uh, people who just were not in favor of DeSantis, because even though... People don't like that he's running against Donald Trump. I, I, I mean, I think we still appreciate the job he's doing as uh, governor. But let's go ahead and take a, a listen to the comments here. 
Oh, they're blaming him for the shooting. This is, yeah, dummies. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is here. Little Nancy Governor, he will come down and turn the mic. have liked to hear what uh, she had to say you know clearly at a time like this it, it's 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 not the time to start playing politics it's not the time to start throwing blame around there is a a narrative surrounding Ron DeSantis in the same way they tried to create a narrative around Donald Trump that uh, you know his policies are directly responsible for the deaths of anyone who dies by a gun but you don't see anybody in Chicago blaming the uh, Democrat mayor uh, for the deaths that happen there, even though undoubtedly they're happening on his watch. And despite the strict gun control policies that they have in that city, people still die by gun violence on a daily basis. Now, uh, what about this death right here? We have a GOP activist, Alexander Talcott. He was stabbed to death in his New Hampshire home. Um, do we blame this on the left? I mean, uh, stabbings are generally something you see in homeless encampments. Now, he was found dead after he was stabbed in the neck, and police are already investigating if the person who stabbed Talcott was acting in self-defense. Uh, apparently, uh, Boston 25 says the parties involved in the incident were identified, so they know who stabbed him, but we don't have the information as to why yet. Here is a short video. A well-respected Republican legal activist was killed in his New Hampshire home. And his death has been ruled a homicide. Lawyer Alexander Talcott, 41, was fatally stabbed in the neck. While no arrests have been made, all parties involved in the incident have been identified. Now investigators are trying to determine if the person who stabbed Talcott was acting in self-defense. He was remembered by the New Hampshire director of the Republican National Lawyers Association for being a staunch advocate for the core values of the Republican Party and having an unwavering belief in liberty. So, uh, considering the fact that he was stabbed at home on Saturday morning, I think it may be possible that you know he was stabbed by someone that he knew. This could potentially be a domestic situation. Uh, or perhaps if it was, you know, early, if it was late Saturday, early, no, sorry, late Friday, early Saturday morning, maybe there might have been alcohol involved. Okay, SS Patriot. Uh, yeah, he's got a whole bunch of videos. Uh, the video, I don't know about his YouTube. Um, but I was I only looked at his uh, his Facebook, so I don't know. I, I didn't do a whole lot of digging on it. I just got an email from a concerned viewer who said that he was using my videos uh, to make his own videos. And so I just thought it would be funny to uh, to call, call it out here on the show. So, yeah, I, uh, I you know, I 
I, I thought initially when I heard about this that uh, perhaps someone had targeted him because he was a uh, Republican activist. But the more that I read into it, it sounds like it's likely a domestic issue. So uh, Dusker, how do Floridians feels about Rod DeSantis now? I mean, as long as he stays governor, I mean, we already elected him. He's not going anywhere unless he drops. I just don't see him dropping out. I don't know. It all depends on whether or not that rumor has any validity. If it does have any validity, then I think it's a bad move for Ron DeSantis, and I think that he ought to quit. Um, I want to skip ahead because we're getting close to the hour and a half mark here, and I had um, a little bit of updates on the situation in Maui. Uh, So officials in Maui have now officially revealed Uh, the cause of these catastrophic fires. Now, um, Whiskey Sierra sent me an email saying these are not wildfires. And you're right. I I don't believe these are wildfires. They were wild and they were fires, but they didn't start out of natural causes. Uh, The thousands of innocent people that are likely dead as a result of this fire, uh, the the reason it happened has been uh, has been identified. And, of course, it's not climate change, as Democrats would have you believe, uh, or as the governor of Hawaii suggested. Uh, Fox News is reporting that the fires were caused by downed power lines, which is exactly what we said in the days after this tragedy took place. Uh, There were people who were witnesses on the ground who said that as soon as the hurricane had passed, uh, the power company was there putting new lines up. Uh, If they knew that there was dry conditions, they knew that there were going to be high winds. uh, They knew that there was a risk of wildfires. If these power lines came down, it was a perfect storm for a bad situation. And the power company has already been sued by the residents of Lahaina who did not lose their lives. Uh, In my opinion, they neglected their duty. They should have had some type of warning system set up to let them know that a line had gone down. I can't believe that they don't. I mean, you'd think that there would be some sort of like central hub where they watch and uh, figure out that uh, a power line is down or they have a power outage someplace. But apparently they are simply so primitive. Uh, Hawaii Electric Company, I just don't believe it, though. So. The power lines that came down uh, are the reason that this fire began. Uh, And then the reason the fire got so bad is because of the failures of the Hawaii Emergency Management. Uh, The people who refused to turn on the water, uh, the people who refused to warn the residents of Lahaina. Uh, It was, again, a perfect storm, a confluence of events coming together uh, and making for a mass funeral pyre in this historic village here on Maui. Now, a survivor of that horrible fire uh, has spoken out at a recent public meeting, uh, and she calls out the elites of Maui uh, in a way that I think uh, many of us can identify with. Let's go ahead and take a listen. He busted our ass, and this is what we get. Nobody called us. Our phones didn't work from five in the morning. The fire was not 10 o'clock when I went to work, the fire was still there. There was no water. 
tell me if that's not coincidence. No water, no warning. And everybody talking about the satellite city before the fire. Lahaina going to be the first satellite city. Well, hey, Jeff Bezos, you got what you wanted. Oprah, you got what you wanted. And the guy who owns the nut, you got what you wanted. Fuck us all over. That's what happened. Okay. We need help in Lahaina. Who's going to come now and ask us, can I pray for you, Auntie? Thank you. Can I help you with your paperwork? Because all we got so far was $700, and we don't know who to call or anything. It's culturally insensitive in that zone. We Could you guys hear that? Could you guys hear that? Because I just realized that it was kind of quiet as I was playing it. I think it's it's fairly important, and I want to make sure that you guys hear that properly. Because she's absolutely right. There's a reason that no warnings went out. There's a reason why services were not delivered. There's a reason why they wanted these people dead. Because that land is so, so valuable. Okay. I'm going to play it one more time. I, I turned up the, uh, the uh, desktop audio. Did our ass. And this is what we get. Nobody called us. Our phones didn't work from five in the morning. The fire was not 10 o'clock when I went to work. The fire was still there. There was no water. Tell me if that's not coincidence. No water, no warning. And everybody talking about the satellite city before the fire. Lahaina going to be the first satellite city. Well, hey, Jeff Bezos, you got what you wanted. Oprah, you got what you wanted. And the guy who owns the nut, you got what you wanted. Fuck us all over. That's what happened. We need help in Lahaina. Who's going to come now and ask us, can I pray for you, Auntie? Thank you. Can I help you with your paperwork? Because all we got so far was $700, and we don't know who to call or anything. It's culturally insensitive in that zone. We busted up. She's absolutely right. I mean, there's there's nothing you can argue with in what she said. And of course, the 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 uh, government overlords overseeing this meeting try to shut her down as soon as she gets a little bit of honesty in there. Uh, and uh, this continues on in a larger segment here in this video. Let me go ahead and uh, and pass out how do i hang on uh i will share the video oh no here we go it's an hour and 15 minutes with testimony from the residents of uh, lahaina and people of maui so yeah not seven thousand dollars they're giving them seven hundred dollars which is uh slap in the face Oh, is Lahaina heavy Republican voters? Wow. Okay. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Nakaz says, uh, stay safe over there. I'll know what's going on if you start reporting from your dining room. That's right. And then Space Coast Patriot, a Maui local said the power grid was shut down before the fire. How did power lines cause the fire? So if wherever the line went down, uh, everything downstream from that would have been without power. But that line, which was still pumping power, would have dropped to the ground and the fire would have begun at that point. So uh, I guess it all depends on where that resident lived 
and exactly where they were. Um, I think that by nature of the, the line going down, certainly there would have been a segment of Lahaina that had no power, but it didn't need power all the way through it. All it needed was power on one downed line that was next to some very, very flammable material. Now, uh, this is the Jacksonville shooter, that, quote, racially motivated shooter. Now, of course, because uh, we don't know anything about him and they've deleted all his social media, we simply have to take their word for it. Now, they've also taken down reports from local news about it. Hang on just a second. Let's see if this tweet goes anywhere. Yes, here we are. So apparently he walked up and shot a woman in her car. Uh, just, uh, just walked up and shot her. She's just sitting there and he shoots her. And then he walks into the Dollar Tree or the Dollar General and he shoots two people. I don't know where those racist ramblings of Ryan Christopher Palmeter would have been. He was a 21-year-old man. Uh, apparently, the sheriff was in contact with him before this shooting actually occurred on campus. Uh, he was seen speaking with security uh, as he put on a, a, a tactical vest outside of his apartment. Uh, so security followed him off campus and then flagged down a Jacksonville officer. Uh, but by that time, he had entered this Dollar General. Uh, and then, of course, they have shot spotter technology so they could tell that there were gunshots coming and they could triangulate them. Uh, and then uh, apparently once SWAT arrived, he shot himself inside the Dollar General. Now, there was also another shooting uh, at uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill. Uh, this one ended up being an Asian man. He was a graduate of uh, University of North Carolina, uh, Talil Key, and uh, he has been taken into custody. Um, he was apparently, let's see, here we go. Here's the, uh, the way it happened. So around 1 p.m., UNC sent an emergency notification reporting an armed and dangerous person was on or near campus. The students, faculty, and staff were alerted to go inside and lock all doors. Uh, then by 3.15, they had a person in custody. They identified him as Talil Key, uh, and all the classes and sanctioned events were canceled for the rest of the day. They locked down all the hospitals as a precaution. Uh, outpatient clinics were closed for the day. And uh, that's really all we've got. Governor Cooper replying to it. Uh, from what I understand, nobody's dead. Um, you know, but uh, I find it interesting that we have uh, another shooting so close. It makes me wonder if they are going to have another push for some form of, uh, of gun control. All right. Now, before we end here, I wanted to just give you guys a little bit of a laugh. Um, uh, this, this picture that you see here includes uh, the female members of a sorority. This is Kappa Kappa Gamma. Now, uh, this is in Wyoming. And a biological man uh, in September had entered and gained entrance uh, to a sorority chapter of Kappa Kappa Gamma. He's a six foot two biological man who uses the name Artemis Langford. Now, you take a look at this guy and you guys ever seen like Revenge of the Nerds? Like, 
I feel like this guy just joined this sorority pretending to be a female because he knew he could get away with it. And it would allow him to gain access to all of these lovely young women, perhaps having to share a room with one of them. Uh, and uh, it's clearly it's clearly a troll. Uh, I just I don't see it anyway. So they sued. Why did they sue? Not just because a man joined their sorority, but because this sicko was watching them get dressed and get undressed. Uh, the suit urged the court to force the sorority to define the word woman and tighten down the rules about who could join and move into the house. Well, this is Wyoming. Remember, this is a Republican state. The judge dismissed the entire case on Friday, ruling that the sorority had a right to decide the definition of woman for itself and did not breach the housing contract by allowing a biological male to move in. The judge wrote, this judge may not invade Kappa Kappa Gamma's freedom of expressive association and inject the definition of woman uh, as the plaintiff surge. So that means that the women of Kappa Kappa Gamma can specify the definition of what a woman is in their own bylaws, making sure that something like this doesn't happen in the first place. I find it hilarious that he was able to join and then move in with these women. Uh, the judge added, with its inquiry beginning and ending there, the court will not define woman today. Defining woman is Kappa Kappa Gamma's bedrock right as a private voluntary organization and one this court may not invade. Plaintiffs allege that Kappa Kappa Gamma breached their housing contracts by allowing transgender women to live in the chapter uh, in violation of Kappa Kappa Gamma's governing documents. A sorority in New York kicked out a biological male from the Chi Omega sorority in July, saying the man did not fit within the definition of a woman by its guidelines. Uh, Don, S Don Sclatter says, thank you for your hard work. Remind everyone to like and share on the way out. Thank you so much, Don. I appreciate you. And uh, yes, don't forget, like and share as you leave today. It will sincerely help us out. Uh, thank you very much to the 3,100 people watching over on Rumble, 440 likes. Please, if you're watching on Rumble, hit that like button. Uh, and thank you to all of the uh, fam over on Foxhole and Pill.net for your support as well. BoiseBlanc89 dropped a cookie, uh, and uh, I sincerely hope it. So this one seems like an easy open and shut case, okay? Um, they define what a woman is. And they make sure that only women join and move into the sorority. Case closed. You guys got it. It's no problem. Um, it's, uh, it's you know, especially in circumstances such as this, I mean, it's quite clear when people are trying to take advantage of uh, the situation that we have here in the United States right now. Uh, in the instance of Leah Thomas, uh, the biological male identifying as a female, uh, going against biological women in uh, the swimming competitions. Apparently, he would walk around with his junk hanging out uh, in front of all those other women. And of course, they took issue with it. Never you mind that Leah Thomas is like six foot four, so his penis would be at just about eye level with these women because they are all rather small. I mean, that is a gross violation and a, a, a tremendous indecency to be forced into a situation like that. People like Leah Thomas, people like this Revenge of the Nerd right here, joining Kappa Kappa Gamma. I mean, this is obviously a major problem. 
Uh, and I urge organizations, private membership organizations, uh, to define their terms with exacting precision so we can avoid things like this in the future. All right. So thank you very much to everybody for hanging out with us. I really, really appreciate it. I'll be back tonight at 1030 on Baseless Conspiracies with my good friend John Harold over there at Badlands Media. Be there or be square. Or if you don't want to show up there, then you know that you can always show up tomorrow at 5 p.m. for another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Now, before you go, also, please let me just remind you that if you want to support the show, you can support the sponsor of the first half of the show, healthwithredpill.com. When you purchase from healthwithredpill.com, it shows them that you saw the ad on my show and that it is a worthwhile thing for them to continue advertising with me. Uh, And uh, also, of course, uh, onenessdrops.com, prepare with redpill78.com, and mypillow.com. Use code RP78 at mypillow and oneness drops. Until tonight or tomorrow, good luck. God bless. We'll see you then.